If you're new to weightlifting, you might have noticed that some people wear special kinds of shoes, belts, even special leggings while they're working out. And knowing what and why people are wearing what they're wearing can be a little bit tricky. So in this episode, I'm gonna go over what I personally wear and why I wear it when I am powerlifting. What is up, people? Jean Carlos here with the Total Body Training Podcast, where I help people get lean, gain muscle, and build some damn confidence. And today, I'm going over what I wear when I lift. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go from top to bottom, and we're gonna start off with shoes. Now, I want you to know that there are a lot of different kinds of options. I'm gonna mention those options, but I'm not going to give you the details specifically as to why you, you know, let me back up. I'm not saying that you absolutely have to do the exact same thing that I'm doing. I'm just giving what's within my experience. So you'll understand what I mean by that in just a few seconds. Now, let's start off with shoes. Personally, I'm a fan of wearing a flat, thin sole shoe when I lift because I feel that I can connect better with the ground. And in that case, what I personally like to use is a Converse uh, shoe. I like to use the All Stars, Chuck Taylor All Stars, and here are some reasons why I like to wear them. I like to wear Chuck Taylor Chuck Taylors because they're flat, and I feel and they're they have a canvas uh, lining around them, so my foot doesn't feel like it's slipping around in there, and I feel like I can feel the ground more effectively because the shoe is flat. I can feel all the contours of my foot more closely to the ground, and things like that. Now, you know, I when I first started, I would wear like a running shoe, and a lot of people do that. And the problem with wearing something like that, or something with a thicker sole, is that you, what happens is your kinetic chain of energy gets disrupted by that cushioning, right? Essentially that pillowing that's on there. And your feet end up moving around just slightly when the weight's coming up. Now, is that going to end the world? Is it like, you know, the worst thing in the world if you wear that? No, but there are better options. When you're a beginner, these things tend to matter less. You don't need to go rush out and buy a new pair of shoes just because you've got the running shoes. But I would recommend doing it as you progress along. I think that having feeling that feeling the ground and feeling, uh, you know, taking away that cushion if you're squatting in running shoes will really help you. In fact, like here in class, like a lot of times for my athletes, my people here, if they've got a shoe that has too thick of a sole, I ask them to take it off and just go barefoot. Now, the nice thing about doing the Chuck Taylors is that, you know, they're cheap. So with the Chuck Taylors, you're looking at about $54.99 is what you'd spend, sometimes less on a pair of chucks. You can buy them at Academy sometimes less or online at other places. And they come in a variety of really cool colors. It's personally what I wear. Now, you might see that some people wear a heeled shoe. So some people wear like a Nike Romello. And so that's a shoe with a much thicker sole and an elevated heel. And from what I understand, there are some perks and some benefits to wearing that. However, for me, I haven't seen the need to do that. I'm not gonna get into the science here, but I personally haven't felt that I needed to switch over to using that. And uh, for more information about the difference between a flat shoe and a sold shoe, I recommend that you go watch Ben Pollock's video. He has a video about the difference between those two shoes. I can't remember the name of the video right now, but I'll post it in the description section of this video. But he kind of goes over why, you know, there are some benefits to both. He squats in chucks. Actually, Ashton Ruska, who's a contributor here at Total Body Training and Videos, a uh, great powerlifter, has all sorts of records. He also squats in a barefoot shoe, although I think he squats in a Reebok 
flat shoe that is very, very similar, almost identical to a Chuck Taylor. Some people squat in Vans, I've seen that. So, you know, what we're looking for there in those shoes, all those shoes have in common, is that they're flat shoes where you can feel the ground, just again. That's what I personally prefer. Next up, we're going top up, is knee sleeves. So, you know, knee sleeves are very new to me. So I don't know a ton about them. I just want to be honest with you. You know, I've always been of the opinion that less is more. So I've always, you know, slowly added on like equipment. And that's what I would recommend when you're a beginner is like, if you're new to weightlifting, don't go out and buy all this stuff. It's not going to you know, revolutionize everything you're doing. I think you should focus more on technique and then eventually when you start geeking out and dorking out, you can start picking out products you like. So here's what I got. I got a pair of SBD knee sleeves and uh, they're in a black and red. And what I like about my SBD knee sleeves is that they bring warmth and compression to my knees. And I like the feeling of that warmth around my knees, especially if I'm coming in, if it's uh, you know, if I've been seated working on stuff here at Total Body Training and writing, or I just haven't been exercising, sometimes my knees can feel a little bit creaky. I don't have bad knees, I don't have any issues, but sometimes they just feel a little uh, blah when I go in a squat. I roll on my SVD knee sleeves, they compress my knees so they feel safer and stronger, and they bring a level of warmth to them and blood flow that is really pleasant. And, you know, I really enjoy wearing them. I find that I can squat a little bit more comfortably, and also there's a slight bit of a rebound effect that I personally feel that I experience. Maybe your opinion is different when using knee sleeves. The reason I went with the SBD knee sleeves is because they are first IPF approved and USAPL and USPA approved. So if I ever want to compete in a powerlifting meet or you want to compete in a powerlifting meet, you're going to want to get knee sleeves that do that. Now there are a few other companies that are approved. Um, Inzer has knee sleeves. A few other brands have stuff. You just need to hop online and look up US. Look up the federation if you're wanting to compete that you want to compete in and then look up their approved item checklist. And that checklist changes because the brands that you have at your disposal have to actually pay to be approved. So you need to look that up. A knee sleeve could have all the same qualifications as the SBD knee sleeve and be identical to it, but be from a different brand but not be allowed to be used in these federations because they're not on the approved checklist. So just keep that in mind. Now, the SBD knee sleeve comes in at $82.50, and I really think that's a great price. If you go with something else like a reband, those are good quality. However, you're looking at paying just a little bit more for using that product, whereas you can just go with the SBD knee sleeves, and you know, lots of really well-known people use them. Their team is solid. Ray Williams is on their team. Other people who I personally know, Ashton, uh, John Banya, a few other lifters, Joseph, I mean Joseph Banya, lifters that I personally know and admire use SBD. So that's why I tried them out, to be honest with you. Have I personally tried out other companies? No. So I can't really, I'm not really the best person for comparison on these products. I'm still kind of new to all this knee sleeve stuff because I like to kind of go raw, raw. So like not as in like raw, raw, but like raw, meaning I, I never had really worn sleeves until like a month ago. But now I'm hooked. I love wearing them and I feel more comfortable in my squats and I feel like it's added a little bit to me. I feel a little bit more confident when I'm squatting. So that's why I started using the SBD knee sleeve. Now, for a more comprehensive analysis of different kinds of knee sleeves, I recommend that you go over to Meg Squat's channel. Meg has a really great video where she compares knee wraps and she actually owns her own company 
And she compares a lot of different brands side by side and pricing and the pros and the cons of that. And she's also got a lot more experience in terms of competition because I have not competed whatsoever. So if you're looking to do that, she can give you a good description. But if you're just looking for something that's good and that works, actually, uh, I believe that Meg recommended the SBDs as being the best, I would go with the SBDs as well, you know, based on her opinion and the opinion of lots of other people. So that's what I went with there. Now, the next thing that I use is a 10 millimeter insert forever lever belt. <laughs> Let me repeat that. That is a mouthful. The 10 millimeter insert lever forever belt. And, you know, I'll be 100% honest, the reason that I got the, the insert forever belt is because A, it was approved, and like I said, I wanna compete. Um, and then B, because they look badass. I, I like the lever belts, they seem good quality. Then I started reading up on it, they just look cool, the lever belt. So for those of you who don't know, a lever belt is a belt that has an actual latch that you just kinda like on and put on whenever you're squatting or doing anything like that, So or deadlifting. And, you know, again, it's a USPA, USAPL, and IPF approved, so that appealed to me. But then also, the next reason that I, that I like the belt is because I feel that putting on the forever belt and taking it off is a little bit easier. So let me explain. The Enzer, the lever belt, there, there are a few kinds you can get when you look on the Enzer website. So you're gonna see like two prong, single prong, and the lever belt. Now, I went with the lever belt because the, the pro of it is that when you get the belt, you actually can attach the lever on there and you screw it on with an Allen wrench to your own liking. So, you know, it's adjustable. So like, you know, you can literally unscrew the, the latch and move it to different places on your belt as you gain weight for massing or as you lose weight when you're cutting. And, you know, that's what, appeal, what appealed to me about that was that it's easy to put on. So this is my first pro, is that whenever you're in the gym, you've already got this lever set, you can just latch it on. Whereas when you get an Enzer Forever belt with a single prong, it can be a little bit trickier to, to, to put that belt on, at least right from the get-go. What I've noticed is that people, when they get that belt, have to literally use the squat rack. So they wrap, part of their belt onto the squat rack and then tighten it onto their body. And that just seemed like a real pain in the ass for me. So that's why I went with the lever belt. Now, the pro to going with the single prong belt, right? So a single prong is just the one prong that goes over inside of the hole to hold the belt, like a standard belt, like a belt that you wear on your waist is what I'm talking about here when it comes to the single prong belt, is the pro, back to the topic, is that when you're wearing that damn thing, let's say that one day you come in and you want a PR, you can just go over and tighten it more. So you can you can tighten it more. Or if you're losing weight, you can tighten it more on the fly when you're in a gym. However, with the lever belt, you can't do that because it's a lever belt. So you're gonna have to go home or have an Allen wrench with you and unscrew the belt and move it to your liking. So, you know, that can be a little bit of a hindrance when you're going to do something heavy. So like if you're in the gym, you probably don't have an Allen wrench with you in the gym. And let's say that you just notice that the belt should be tighter because you've lost weight or the belt needs to be looser because you've gained weight or you want it tighter because you're PRing. If you don't have that Allen wrench, you're kind of shit out of luck. So, you know, that's exactly why Allen wrench, I, you know, I'm not even saying these names correctly. If you don't have that flathead screwdriver for, un, for screwing the belt 
unscrewing the lever and moving it, you're kind of shit out of luck. So that I would say is one of the pros to using the single prong belt. Now, if you don't like screwing with things, that's another pro. If you don't like unscrewing things, if you don't like having an Allen wrench, you can do that. You know, to be honest, I went with the lever belt because I like the simplicity of being able to unlatch it while I'm on the go. And I also like the way that they look. So this is a matter of aesthetics for me. Both are perfectly fine. I imagine that eventually I'll try out the 10 millimeter single prong belt to see how I like it and see if there's any you know benefits to me using that over using what I'm using right now. I imagine I'll do that the next time I pick up that belt. Now, the forever, the 10 millimeter <laughs> Inzer lever forever belt comes in at about $89.95 and so does the single prong belt. Now there is a two prong belt option. I've never really fooled around with that so I can't speak about that. You know, these are just the ones that I know um, information on. So it comes in at $89.95. It is approved by all of the federations as far as I know, the main federations. So you'll be good to go if you get that belt. Now, uh, let me see, is there anything else I should say about that belt? Mm -mm. Nope, that's it. That's that's all I have to say. All right, now the next thing that I'm going to go into, and this is sort of like an add-on. Really, I feel before I go into this that those are like the main things that you're going to want to want for weightlifting or powerlifting or anything like that. Is you're probably going to want some kind of belt, a knee sleeve, and a shoe. There are also, you have the option of wearing compression pants. Now compression pants, as far as I know, aren't allowed in competition because you have to wear a singlet. So this is more something that you use during training or during off training. Now, you know, the kind of compression pant that I wear is a virus compression pant. It's a virus bioceramic compression pant. And what they say that compression pants help with is increasing blood flow and you know stimulating the lymphatic flow and blood flow to your limbs and what that helps with is with performance and shortening your recovery time and you know i don't know how true it is that it helps with like you know your recovery time i haven't worn them long enough nor do i know if there's any like scientific way of measuring that i you know i'm not 100% sure in that area but this is my experience with wearing these these compression pants. I find that I like the blood flow, that's something that I definitely feel, and I like the warmth that I get to my legs and to my quads. It gets me going, it gets blood flow going in there, it traps in heat, and that's obviously something that you want for your bones and for your joints and your ligaments and for your muscles when you're squatting. Uh, squatting cold is tough, like you're, you're tighter and you're creakier. If you ever notice on a cold day, your body isn't as flexible or when you first come in the gym, your body isn't quite as warm. And so what this does is this, this creates heat much quicker. So when I go and I'm starting my warm up and I'm wearing a pair of compression pants, I like the warmth that directly penetrates into my muscles and I feel that this makes squatting and deadlifting for me a little bit easier because I'm primed and ready to go a little bit more effectively when I'm wearing these bio ceramic compression pants. Now, in terms of like recovery time and stuff like that, you know, I, I just, again, I don't really understand or know the science behind that. You know, forgive me in that area. Maybe I'll learn more about it as I go along. And, uh, you know, that's just the truth. But bio, the virus bio ceramic compression pants that I bought were $72. They range around there. Sometimes you can find them a little bit cheaper on Amazon and you can just get them sent to you or sometimes there are sales online. You know, do you need the the ceramic compression pants? No. 
I, I mean, you, you just don't need them. Do you need any of this equipment to lift weights? No, you don't need any of this. Is this going to make you a better lifter? When you're a beginner, no. When you're a beginner, wearing this stuff, I don't feel is gonna help you because your goal needs to be to focus on improving your technique and learning what you're doing. You know, I, I would say that that you should focus on that first. And then as you go along, you can worry about wearing this stuff. Don't worry so much about gear or uh, looking cool or wearing the right shit when you first start off. It's just not, it's not worth it. And in fact, like, I think it kind of takes away from the future fun of finding products that you like and experimenting. I mean, right now I'm having a great time trying out different stuff. I mean, earlier I brought up weightlifting shoes. I've never really worn a heeled shoe. Maybe I'll, I'll try it out sometime and see how that goes. But anyways, people, I hope you enjoyed this video where we kind of went over all the clothing items that I wear. Until next time, peace.